0: This edition of 100 Not Out is proudly brought to you by our 2018 longevity experience to the Greek island of Ikaria. Known as the island where people forget to die, Ikarians experience 80% less dementia, 50% less cancer, and 20% less heart disease and live longer than anyone else on the planet. To find out why this is and experience Ikaria for yourself, come join myself Damien Christoph and an intimate group of like-minded souls for an all-inclusive 9-night, 10-day life-changing immersion. Watch the highlights video, get all of your info, and apply on over at 100notout.com. Thewellnesscoach.com, streaming wellness
1: into your lives.
0: Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pearce and as always it gives me great pleasure to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and the wellness guy himself. He is the king of the Kiwis. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, I reckon any Kiwi would hate to think that I might be the king of a Kiwi, given that I'm an Aussie boy that lived in New Zealand for only four and a half years but loved New Zealand. I love it. Great to be here with you, big man. Great to see you. I actually saw you in the flesh just then, actually. I just you, saw you in the flesh. Yeah, the
0: digital flesh, mate. It's very warm up here in Byron, in the Byron Shire. It's warm. What? You know, I feel like I'm in freaking Townsville, the way this is going. But um, it's just very hard to put a T-shirt on at the moment. So, uh, yes, you've seen me in the flesh. Don't tell anyone else except for our loyal listeners. that I am yeah. likely to sometimes keep work in the office bare-chested. Give it a secret. Let's just keep it our little yeah. secret. Now, Damo, it is very the exciting today because... Yes, yes, keep on going. We are, re- we are recording two podcasts today and, uh, one of them is, uh, in Wellington. The other one is in Auckland, but it gives yes. us great yes. excitement, particularly for you. As you said, four and a half years in New Zealand, but we are going to head over. To Wellington. To join a wellness couch teammate of ours, Carl Hamilton is the host of Best Me Radio. He's the co-founder of New Zealand's integrative gym health fit collective. He is a movement guru with over 15 years in the industry. He has a Bachelor of Sport and Science with many other qualifications and, or should I say, sport and exercise. Um, and Carl has been good enough to join us for the very first time on 100 on out. There is so much wisdom to learn from Carl Hamilton. Carl, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks for having me guys and uh yeah, very glad to be joining you and the uh, the king of New Zealand, so King of the Kiwis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't be saying that, Carl, you'd be the king, I'm sure. <laughs> imagine Kim Morrison hearing me hearing that one. She'll roll over and she'll be we'll be in so much trouble <laughs> no, there. Danny Kim? Morrison, they'll crack it. Yep,
2: yep. He won't be happy with that. No, danny danny
1: <laughs> let you be king. Danny will be prince. No, nah, you wouldn't. Uh, no, Danny, Danny, no way, not Prince Danny, it's King Danny, absolutely.
0: <laughs> and then, and
1: then yeah, King Danny, too, yeah, that's all right, fair enough.
0: Well, you know, in my, I, I see you every. Be
1: cool what's better? Like the capital of New Zealand, Wellington, or the, I don't know, the, probably the, the biggest city, Auckland, what's better?
2: Well, um, have you been to both, Tamo?
1: I lived in Auckland and I loved yeah. visiting Wellington.
2: Yeah, I'll a different. I'd like to say, like every other Wellingtonian, that we have, you know, we have been voted just to say the best little little city in the world, uh, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say, the climate, the wind does get on top of you sometimes, I must say. But Auckland doesn't have, seem to have those same problems. Well,
1: Auckland <laughs> does have rain that hits you on the side of the face, which uh, brings me to another uh, another point. There's issues in New Zealand, and I've obviously I'd, I had the TV show in New Zealand, which I'm very very proud of. We did, I reckon, we did a great job of of um, oh, right. helping people learn how to eat great food. You know, in its day, I suppose these days you call it paleo is what we we're actually exploring and, and teaching people how to do. But you know, these you know back then. There's no such thing. Paleo hadn't been invented back then, which is like the irony because it kind of yeah. had, but it just wasn't. But we were teaching yep. people about that, but it was primarily, interestingly, around body image. And I reckon in New Zealand there's a big body image issue. And, uh, and you'd yep. be seeing
2: that too. What, what are you noticing in New Zealand around body image at the moment? Oh, 100%. I think um, I always call it the missing element of food is your relationship with your food. You know, um, Are we eating to nourish ourselves or are we eating to lose fat and look like the people on TV? Um, I think it's a huge issue, and it's something that definitely needs to be at least talked about. And I've worked alongside a psychotherapist, and we've delivered some content on that. And actually, recently I interviewed um, a doctor, uh, Dr. Varina Rashkitchima, in, uh, in Australia about the subject uh, exactly. And mm. yeah, really fascinating stuff. But yeah. I think if you can change that, change that mind shift, it seems to be you know one of the main uh, aspects of food that will make the biggest difference.
0: So, Carl, you, you've got Health Fit Collective. So you've got a gym. You've got many uh, types of trainers. You've got many types of practitioners. I've had a look at your website. You've got all types of. I am fascinated with the Alter G treadmill. Just quietly, I hear about footballers <laughs> doing it all the time when they come back from injuries yeah. and all the rest of it. But what I'm what yeah. I want to know is when people come in, particularly in 2017, with uh, there's such a focus on how we look. Um yeah. You know, and and all of the research that Damien and I talk about particularly on 100 and Out, is muscle tone and vitality do seem to go hand in hand. I mean, we talk about Icaria ad nauseum on this podcast, obviously, because we've been there, we mm-hmm. run our experience there, and we're going back there in yeah. 2018. And we see people in their 80s and 90s with a great sense of vitality. But you also, look, they're, they're, they're well built, they're strong, they do have muscle yep. tone, to say the least. But I would never say that they have body image issues what I'm sensing all. in 2017, though, is that many people are exercising um, as a way to avoid the pain of their body image. Because if they don't exercise, then they then they're not going to feel good about their bodies. But then it's almost coming from a level of addiction where, like, they must exercise in order to, you know, like themselves, let alone love themselves. And if they don't exercise, mm-hmm. then they feel worthless or they they can't look at themselves in the mirror.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, don't forget uh, selfies, uh, gym selfies as well. We can't can't leave that part out. It's pretty important too because um, it doesn't count unless you post it on sh- social media, right? It's huge. It's,
0: it's just off the charts <laughs> yeah. how much uh, yep. people need to be validated. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. It's definitely in our culture, um, unfortunately, but that's exactly why we started uh, Fit Collective is to, to basically reinvent what a gym was and – I don't know if you heard me have a rant at the on the Paleo Way Tour. Actually, I actually had the pleasure of talking in Wellington at that, but basically I just had a big angry rant about how, um, you know, gym culture is so uh, detached from humanity now. You know, you go into this big concrete warehouse, uh, you plug your headphones in, you isolate yourself, um, you you get in there and you do your three sets of ten, um, hating every second of it, but you know you're doing it because you're told it's good for you. Um I mean, yeah, to me, that just doesn't seem, what, functional? doesn't seem fun. It doesn't seem sustainable. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a real focus on the outcome as opposed to actually um, the journey. And it's almost a reverse engineering approach. You know, you want to look good first and then wellness comes second. Where what I've found is when you shift the focus onto wellness and vitality and you give people a little taste of how good they can possibly feel, um, yeah, the, the conditioning comes as a side effect. And you'll see that with the older people that are really well. And uh, as you know, Marcus, we've got a couple of people, uh, you know, well into their uh, well into their lives and they definitely don't have these same issues. Leonard, Leonard and his bride, is it? Is it his bride? Yep, yep, yep. Leonard and Eileen, husband and wife, are two 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 of my, my people in their 80s and 90s. <laughs> I've been known as the, uh, the senior citizen's trainer. Oh, tell um, us just- about Leonard and Eileen. It must be a... <laughs> A joy to work with them. They are such fantastic people. The first time I met Leonard was about, he will be coming on two years ago now. And he walked in and he told me he wanted to improve his golfing handicap and he wanted to regain his 200 uh, yard drive. <laughs> really? Yeah. But he and came. How's in he going? He's doing amazing. What he actually came in for was he's got two severely arthritic knees. And. In the first session, uh, I have to make him aware of this. Actually, I saw him. He rolled in in a wheelchair, and I had to wheelchair him out as well, uh, all the way to his car. And now, when we look two years down the track, he's able to bend over and, and touch the ground, put some weight on his hands, and stand tall again. So, and he's walking up and downstairs. I wouldn't say comfortably, but he's um, he takes his time and he gets there. Well, uh, doing so it uncomfortably
0: is far better than being stuck in a wheelchair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally agree, and that's what I said to him. Is you know, um, we're not going to be able to you know rebuild your, your knees, but we can increase your form and function and also your strength. And uh, yeah, he's a pretty amazing guy, 96, and his wife is 93. So obviously, I, I honestly feel like I learn more from them than they do from me. I feel like my role is just to, you know, provide them with some tools to to make them, um, you know, uh, free, the, free their movement and allow them to do the things they want to do, like play golf and move around. They still drive around Wellington. They still Um, live in their own little unit in town. So they're fully self-sustainable, which is pretty inspiring. Yeah, that's
1: really inspiring. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, you go through your teenage years and these days kids are on their phones like crazy, you know, always tapping away, taking selfies on the Snapchat thing. And they don't do um, Instagram or Facebook anymore. They're doing stories regardless of which platform. And so people watch their stories. And so it becomes a dialogue without words. It's really interesting. 100%. So that's really narcissistic, we'd Mm. call that. Um, They just call that life. And then you get to, you know, kind of your 20s and it's kind of that – (laughs) fades away and then you get into your 30s and you still you become a bit more conscious about your body in your 30s because you can you realize that things are actually starting to change and into your 40s and it's a little bit more difficult by the time you get to your 50s if you've lost it in your 40s it's really hard to get it back in your 50s and your 60s you know things start to play up some of your mates start to die from cancer and heart disease and those who survive get into their 70s and generally those in their 70s will make it to their 80s and maybe their 90s. At what point do you reckon, which decade do you reckon it happens that it seems that people sort of go, this actually isn't about how I look, it's actually how I feel and how I'm going to live a long life. When do people start to realize that, do you reckon?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've got quite a diverse clientele, I've worked with thousands of people, and I definitely think uh, towards the late 30s, early 40s is when people really start to, uh, to, to change that focus. And that will make up a, a huge portion of my clientele as well. Um, yeah, and then like, I mean, what changes? I mean, is, is mm. there a significant
1: change in terms of the way in which you approach exercise? Is that more to do with um, how, how much they'll let their body go, how much work's got to be done? Or is there just a, a, a kind of a, a, a way in which you get your body fit again and then mm. you,
2: you've just got to keep on going? Yeah, definitely. So um, I think the why for a lot of people is key. So quite often people come in, I'm sure you guys see this as well, um, to the first consultation and they say, right, I want to lose 20 kilos. Okay, and as soon as you ask that first why, you realize there's a lot more going on uh, beneath the surface. So I guess well, I what is it? My
0: husband doesn't love me the way I look, or my wife doesn't love like me yeah, the way I'll, I look, or my doctor <laughs> told me this, or my kids yep, told me yep. I was fat, and I've never heard them say that before. And someone pointed That's to me it. in the street, and I didn't. It was a four-year-old yep. child, and it really freaked me mm. out.
2: Well, even you know, having children, you know, I can't, I can't kick a ball run because it's not comfortable, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 going to the toilet becomes a, you know, some sort of circus act, you know, things like that, you know, that, you know, once once you you crack into those deeper layers below the iceberg. What's that all about? Is that kind of...
1: I don't know
0: what no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm <laughs> thinking, as I'm thinking, okay, what kind of circus acts happen in a toilet? Maybe people are getting too big. They can't take their jumpers off or their pants down because they're in a confined space. They need more room. And then they realize that the more, toilets more. aren't going to get any bigger. They're going to have to get smaller in their confined little
2: spaces. <laughs> That's the one. I mean, even... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I could really uh, (laughs) divert the the conversation there. But yeah, I mean, simple things like um, um, taking their clothing off and putting it back on, um, not being able to see certain (laughs) parts of the anatomy, you know, um, things like that, a a real pain. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. uh,
1: Yeah, right. But even even the yeah the extent to you know managing hygiene as well being able to reach bits because you can't reach them if you're really big. So yeah. mm, that's interesting.
2: So yeah, that's 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 one one element of it. Um, a lot of people, uh, yeah, mostly when they have children, I find that can be a big player because they realise shit there's actually something else going on here um, beyond myself. So I better start taking life a little bit more seriously because I want to be around for a while, and I want to be able to inspire my my children through movement, and I want to be able to do the things that. Um, that they can do as well.
0: I think um, a it, recent
2: example. Yeah. yeah, go on. Sorry, carry on.
0: No, you no, share a, re- a recent example. I,
2: yeah, I, I took my, my, my oldest daughter, my six-year-old, to the zoo, and I felt really sad for this child because she was walking up, as you know, Wellington's quite hilly, and the zoo is too. She was walking up this slight race, and I just saw her dad look at it and go, Nah, I'm not going up here. And he turns around and walks back the other direction because this is too much hard work. Um, You know, I I never want to be limited by that, that's for sure, having two little girls and I'm sure a lot of other people don't either.
0: Well, that's the interesting part, isn't it, is that it's never about – we're such an information-obsessed global society uh, but it's never the information that is the reason for someone to go and change their lifestyle, is it? It's always something as simple as family. As simple as, yep. um, you know, wanting to easily clean themselves or go to the toilet or whatever it is, it's, it's always something that comes back to a real core um, need, like to be able to walk with my children or kick a ball with my children, or, you know, as, as simple as, uh, um, I know we're in a bit of a giggly mood, but even simple things like making love, you know, if that's become yep. difficult because of a lack of commitment to a healthy lifestyle, um, then they're the types of things which, uh, are, the, are the, the catalysts and the motives for people to shift. Yep. But then I, I ask yep. you, Carl, is in that the, the major um, uh, barrier, and it's a complete lie, but it's the major barrier yep. for most people when you go, why don't you exercise? Most people will say they don't have time. Yep. So, what do you say day in day out when you're working with clients? Um, mm-hmm. Because often it's it's again it's that core challenge which has brought them in, you know, a relationship yep. challenge yep. or children. But what do you say to people uh, when they say, "Oh, you know, it's good for you, Carl. You're a PT and everything else, but I don't have time to exercise."
2: Yeah, I think um, first of all, I try my best to change that mindset and. As you know, the you know the blue zones—the healthiest and longest living populations in the world—you um, know, movement is seen as part of life, not something separate. So, um, you know, simple things like trying to integrate movement into their lives. So, find ten minutes at lunchtime to go for a walk. That can be a start for a lot of people. Um, if they don't have time to get to a gym, then okay, do you have time in the evening? Do you have time in the morning? Um, just try and sneak that movement into their lifestyle in some in one way or another. Because there's always opportunities. Um, i've faced this barrier actually over the past year which is for the first time in my life you know running a gym and you know some creative side projects and and whatnot
0: hosting a podcast
2: yep yep that's the one so i became one of those people and i started to get into a slight victim mindset like i just don't have time to do it um but i took a step back and went hang on (laughs) this is a perfect opportunity so you know in between clients i might have 15 minutes i'll go and do a few body weight exercises. I'll do some active mobilizers. I'll throw a tennis ball around. Um, like, what's a, what's a what's an
1: active body weight? You know what what, what would yeah. you do? You were talking squats, lunges. What are we talking there?
2: Yep, yep. So I try and get, uh, which is one of my movement principles. Actually, I try and get as three dimensional as possible. So I always think of movement as uh, a form of nutrition as well. So how do you get the best? You know, the most well balanced movement diet. So I think about where I'm at in that in that uh, moment of nice. time, and I said, okay, if I looked at any uh, loads lately? No. Okay. So I'm going to lift some load. Have I done any three-dimensional movement? No. Okay. So I'm going to lift loads in a in a three-dimensional way. Um, the other way around, I might've done a bit of three-dimensional work that way. I might've done some, you know, some uh, gymnastics training or some animal flow or um, some yoga. Um, so I might go and do some linear work where I might, uh, you know, go for an interval session um, up and down some stairs um, or I might have not had some play that week. So I'll find one of my buddies uh, around the gym and we'll throw a ball and we'll kick a football around and, you know, play some interactive games. You're talking like so, an yeah. AFL footy? Uh, no, I'm talking real footy, uh, rugby. <laughs> and
0: then the other people would come <laughs> soccer. You, know, but you, don't
2: kick it. you don't even <laughs> kick it. You, you punt it every now and then. It's so fun. Yeah.
1: Uh, but Tell us about your principles because it sounds like yeah. I'm interested about these principles. I love the idea of using food as a diet and it, like, a, a, yeah. oh, not food, sorry, exercise as a diet. I think that's really cool. That's a really novel I love that idea, that concept. Um, what, what are your movement principles? You said you've got five
2: of them. Yeah, so I, I, I took a step back and I went through some of the, the longevity uh, work and, you know, what do our ancestors do? And, okay, what is the definition of a functional movement? And I've got five main principles that I believe that if everyone applied these, they would be healthier. Happier and probably fitter individuals. So number one, I think, is the most foundational movement, and that's just breathe. So it's crazy that we're being, you know, that we have to be taught how to breathe properly in it's today's been world. Scientifically
1: proven, actually, yeah. that to breathe keeps you alive. So it's good to do. Oh, that <laughs> must
2: be right. If the science is now,
0: now, science now um,
1: endorsing it,
0: thank God, that's science has endorsed it. I
1: know. Oh, oh, no. Thank God for science; otherwise, we'd never know. <laughs> oh, isn't
2: that crazy? Yeah. I <laughs> know oh, when I go through these, you're going to probably. I haven't been parts. breathing lately. Just let me go and breathe for a little bit.
1: <laughs> no, it's um, a goodie. So, I think it's a goodie because people often breathe with the upper upper third of their lung, you know, just yes. using the you know accessory muscles for inspiration or respiration, and and so they're not using their diaphragm often. So I think that's what you're meaning there, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So uh, breathing has a few bits to it. So obviously, um, using your diaphragm, um, breathing is affected by and affect and does affect posture and pain as well. So. You know, if you're using your secondary breathing muscles, um, your accessory breathing muscles too often, then obviously, as you know, uh, Damo, it can lead to a whole lot of uh, neck and head um, issues as well, and shoulder issues actually as well. So just reconnecting with actually forming good posture, breathing, using that diaphragm. You can also play with um, breath ratios. So breath in versus breath out can facilitate certain parts of your autonomic nervous system. So it can stimulate uh, your rest and digest, which is your parasympathetic nervous system, or your sympathetic nervous system, which is your um, fight-and-flight mode. And then you've got your coherent breathing, which is a nice neutral breathing pattern. Um, We're
0: just running so, so out think, of time a bit, Carl, so would you just be happy to zip through yeah, the, the, yes, the yes. pork? We want to know what the, the rest
2: are. Yeah, I can get lost on tangents. So number two is uh, your rest position, which is a deep, flat-footed squat. I think most people should be able to do this, yes. and if they can't, ways of getting there. Um, How long for? What, what should someone start at? Um, start with what they can. You know, I get people to start with 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, often start with a wide stance and anchor yourself on something or someone to start, yep. um, aiming to keep those heels on the ground. It's a good way to start there, and then you want to get to be able to comfortably hold it for five minutes, which I do with one of my, my 87-year-old clients uh, on a daily basis. So he's now in a deep flat foot squat for as long as we want to be there. Um, Number three? Number three is erectus which sounds pretty dodgy, but it's basically just the ability to get down and up off the ground. Um, And you've probably come across uh, a test called a sit-to-stand test, which is basically just getting down and up off the ground, uh, developed by a Brazilian physician, which is a strong predictor of mortality. Um, But I believe you need to have access to a few different patterns to get down and up off the ground. So that's an important one for me. Um, Yeah, and number four, which I actually talked, uh, interviewed uh, Brett about as well, was uh, barefooting. So um, obviously there's certain populations that don't benefit from this, but most people will um, for a variety of reasons. I mean, you've got, you know, 26 bones, a huge amount of intrinsic muscles and mechanoreceptors and proprioceptors, all these things that um, give us feedback from the ground. Um, that are designed to be stimulated frequently, um, and often they're not. We wrap them up in these, um, these foot lockers <laughs> called shoes. Um, number five, is what I mentioned before, is really movement. So, um, using the seven primal patterns, which are squat, bend, lunge, push, pull, I put brachiate in there, uh, rotate, and gate. And in all three planes of motion, so you your frontal, your transverse, and your uh, sagittal. So, your forward, back, side to side. And your rotation there, and then, nice. uh, yeah. And my most important, which I think is key to sustainability of movement, and that's just play and actually enjoy it. So yeah. find, you know, find what uh, spins your wheels and make it a part of your life.
0: It's been wonderful to get some of your wisdom on this podcast, Carl, and I must Mm. uh, recommend for all of our listeners to 100 Not Out, do yourself a favor, subscribe to Best Me Radio, which is Carl's very own podcast on the Wellness Couch, Best Me Radio. You can check out more about Best Me Radio at bestme.co.nz. Join the community there. And uh, Carl's Gym, the Health Fit Collective. You can find out more at healthfitcollective.co.nz. Uh, Carl, an official welcome on air to the Wellness Couch Network. <laughs> and uh, thanks again for what you've been up to. And uh, it's been great to have a Kiwi accent on the podcast. Instead of Damo in, uh, imitating a Kiwi, it's been wonderful. <laughs> no, it's good to have, to have the authentic one, isn't have it? have an it's authentic so <laughs> on. Uh, Carl Hamilton, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Thanks, guys. And, and keep keep charging. I really find you both really inspiring, both as individuals and uh, the shows you are putting together. So thanks oh, for the opportunity. Definitely just booked yourself into a return Amo. interview you, there. Amo. Great work,
0: mate. <laughs> uh, to find out more about Damo, go to christoph.com myself, marcuspierce.com.au. If you would like to join us on the Greek island of Ikaria in 2018 for the 100 Not Out longevity experience, head on over to 100notout.com. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. We hope you enjoyed this edition of 100 not out now if you love this episode and you love longevity then you are invited to join damien and i at our 2018 longevity experience on the greek island of ikaria this is a nine night 10 day all-inclusive immersion based at thayer's inn and restaurant TripAdvisor's number one place to be in ikaria Together, we'll be living the Icarian lifestyle, eating, moving, dancing, socializing, learning, and a whole lot more. This is a lifestyle that has 80% less dementia, 50% less cancer. 20% less heart disease and the highest count of centenarians per capita in the world. They don't call it the island where people forget to die for nothing. To find out more and to apply, go to www.100notout.com. Applications are processed on a first-in-first-served basis, so even if you aren't 100% sure, your best bet is to fill out the application form. It is completely free to apply and only takes two minutes. We would love to have you there, so head over to 100notout.com for all the info. Until next week, thanks again for your support and may the rest of your life be the best of your life.
1: This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and
2: check us out on Twitter, thewellnesscouch, streaming wellness into your lives.